0: What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the practice of leadership and why it's important to lead yourself. I want to welcome Stacey Asley. She's a high-performance leadership and coaching expert. With over 30 years experience, Stacy has helped thousands to develop their leadership, competence, confidence, and credibility. Welcome, Stacey. I'm, I'm looking so much forward to today about our conversation about leadership.
1: Oh, thank you, Senna. I'm really, really excited about what we're going to cover today. So let's get to it.
0: Yeah. So first one I want to know is, you know, where where does your passion come from to be a coach and create more great leaders? Where where does that passion come from?
1: You know, that is such a good question. I don't know that anyone's actually asked me, where does it come from? I think I feel like it's, it's always been there. I love to see people thrive. I love to see them you know explore what they're capable of and I think it's just so incredibly um, amazing to watch someone just you know really flourish and step up and do really great things like use their gifts and I think leadership is about helping people to bring those gifts out and really you know help people to realize their potential and so where does it come from? Um, I mean there's great joy in that but I think also in my own career what I experienced was I worked for a lot of like really nice people, but I, I'm not sure that I had a lot of experience with great leadership. And so yeah. I know for myself, I always felt like there's a bigger game I could play, but I'm not really sure how to get there. And yeah. um, and I feel like leaders can help you to tap into that and they can not just encourage you, but they can give you perhaps guidance and they can coach you and they can challenge you to really you know step up and do your thing. And so, I think having witnessed my own experience and, and also the experiences of lots of other people, I yeah. think that's where it comes from because I believe the world needs more leadership. And so someone has to step up and do that, right? Yeah, and you're the one. Um, <laughs> so I <laughs> I heard you can say that leadership is an art.
0: So if I'm asking you, you know, what how do you define leadership? But, you know, what's what's the role of heart
1: in, in leadership? Mm, I think um, that again, I'll refer back to my own sort of corporate story. When I first joined, you know, the world of work, it was still about your work was about thinking. It was about the head and it was about leave your emotions at the door. You know, we just want you to be rational and logical and
0: planful
1: and, you know, produce stuff, Yeah, which is fine. But I believe that we miss out on so much, you know, if, if we don't bring the rest of people's, self you know all of their great resources their experience just their their intuition you know all of those things that people have then I think we miss out and and I feel like that's where a lot of sort of not being satisfied at work and and not getting great joy out of work because we're not allowed to actually be ourselves and so I think that um, that's part of the importance but the other thing is when I a few years ago maybe nearly 10 years ago I, came across this field called m-braining and it was really about the the interconnectedness of your head brain and your heart brain and your gut brain yeah uh, you know on all the neural complexity that goes with that um that if we can tap into that we get um not only a fuller life experience but the a way that we're able to um impact others is so amplified and and that sort of thing. And I'm a I'm a pretty sort of skeptical person when it comes to things like that. But it just really struck me that actually that's probably what I have been doing for a really long time. And you know when you when you lead with the heart, um, I think it creates a humanity about your leadership. And I think that's such an important thing. And yeah. I think when you lead with the heart, yes, you still use your brain to be logical and rational. But it's got this this sense of connection and. Um, Um, community and connectedness and all of those things so that when we put the the head layer over the top of that we get these really sensible solutions but they're actually driven from this connection to the people around us and what's important um, for them as well and I just think that that just is so important in the world that we live in where people are crying out for leadership but they're crying out for connection as well
0: okay so can anybody be a good leader
1: oh look i think um if they want to be yes yeah i think that's really important you better want to do it because there's a bit of hard work involved <laughs> you know it's not just about show up and suddenly you can lead so i think yes they can if they want to
0: yeah um so communication also plays like a crucial role in being a good leader um it's a really powerful tool can you can you over communicate as a leader <clears throat>
1: Another good question. You've got some good ones for me today. Um, look, I don't think I've ever actually come across a situation where people have gone, oh my gosh, I wish my leader didn't communicate so much to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure that you can over communicate. No. I, I think the important thing is that we actually need to make sure that our communication works for a lot of different people because we all have different preferences. And so I yeah. think that's probably the more important thing.
0: Yeah. So what kind of challenges have you seen uh, over the last year or two, right, with, with the whole pandemic or COVID, because the dynamic in a workplace has changed, the how we communicate have changed, how we use different technology have changed. So, so what, yes. kind, what have you seen and, and what's your, how do you support now that you're coaching um, leaders? Mm.
1: Yeah, I think look, I think there's some simple things to do. One of the one of the things that, even though we're kind of well into the kind of COVID almost normal world now, and it's nearly a couple of years since it all yeah. started, I feel like there still hasn't been enough. Um, reflection on, okay, rather than trying to communicate in all the different model modes and all the different channels that we actually agree, which are the channels that we're going to use. And so some people are online, you know, on phone and some people are on video and some people are on instant messaging and some people are on whatever the internal platform is. And, and so let's actually get some consistency with our approach and make some agreement. So I think that's, um, that will make it a little bit more efficient, maybe. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's one. But I think the other thing that's really important is that we need to recognize that because there's been such a move to using the online um, technology, which is important because we've got more flexible approaches to work and working from home and remote working and all of those different things. Um, I think it's really important to recognise that actually that's a whole new skill set to be able to communicate online. It's really different to being face-to-face. And so we actually need to put some attention into making sure that people do have the right skills and that they feel comfortable enough so they've had the opportunity to practice and try some things out and not just assume that since we've been doing it for a year and a half or two years, that everyone knows how to do it and they're comfortable. Let's actually be proactive, I guess, about checking in on that.
0: Yeah. So we talked about now, now with skills that you need to have. So communication was one, right? And then there's some technology here as well. What, what other kind of skill set do you think a good leader
1: should have? That's huge, right? <laughs> um, I, think, I think the first thing I would say is the skill set is that they need to have um, the, the ability to learn. You know, to actually learn new stuff because you keep filling, you know, you know this. You keep filling your toolkit up as you grow as a as a leader. And so, I think that's probably the first one is to experiment with, you know, learn new stuff, experiment with it, and keep the things that really, you know, add value for you. Um, but I I think you said connection, uh, sorry, communication. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about building trust, um, and mm-hmm. I think that's a really important part. Um, I think you know, there's all the fundamentals like you know, great great decision making. You know strategic thinking, um, but then there's this kind of layer of human humanness that I think yeah. needs to come in, and that is, you know, social influence and empathy and you know uh, emotional intelligence and and all of those things. But I think it's um, also that you need to very much be connected, have the skill set to connect to yourself, yeah, because your strength as a leader comes from yourself. You know, leading yourself, knowing how to bring out your own best, being able to show up every day, even when it's really hard um, and be able to contribute as a leader and provide leadership to the people who are looking to you for leadership. They want to be able to trust in your leadership. So I think that's the real foundation, like start with yourself um, and then grow from there as a leader. Yeah.
0: I read where a place that's saying that 79 of employees will quit their job due to lack of appreciation from leaders. Mm. so, so what kind of, I don't know if you've seen the same, but it's a high number. Maybe we shouldn't say, you know, mm. it's just the percentage, right? That's, I'm sure there's different surveys. Um, but how do you, when you are a leader and you, you look at your team and you have to inspire them, um, mm. how, what, what is like good practice of, of doing these appreciations?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's such an important thing because what I've noticed with um, over the years that I've been working with leaders is there's kind of this natural tendency to notice when things don't go right, you know, whether there's a problem or a crisis or an error, you know, and and it's sort of human nature. And so I think what we have to do as leaders is we have to sort of really balance that out by noticing when things are just working, when they are going right, when people are putting effort in. And so that would be the the tip, deliberately notice the good stuff. You know, and it might not be that everything is perfect, but it might be that people are very focused. They're putting effort in. They're learning as they go and learning from their mistakes. Now, all of those things. My dad has this great saying, which is, um, don't go looking in a gold mine for dirt, Because all you will find is dirt. You will never find the gold. And so as leaders, we've got to go looking for gold. You know, all those those little things that when they add up, it makes a big difference. Particularly, as you said, you know, people want to be appreciated. They want to be valued. They want to be recognized. And so as leaders, we need to be really proactive and kind of deliberate about noticing the good stuff. Yeah. No,
0: that's that's a good thing. I know myself if somebody's saying, "Oh, that was really great," right? You just grow or you smile more or you blush a little bit. Um yeah. and then you want to do more of that because that's just a happy feeling. So, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: It. It's like um, you know, as a parent with with kids, it's not about it's you know that whole carrot and stick. You want to encourage the good behavior. So you notice it and you tell them how wonderful it was they cleaned up their toys or, you know, <laughs> whatever it was. Um and we want to do the same thing with our people. We want to um, notice the things that we they we want them to do more of. You know, yeah. we want them to go. Oh, that was great! And as you said, they feel a little bit better, and they yeah. kind of stand up straighter, and you know. Yeah. We all we all like that. So yeah. yeah, do more of that. Do more of that. No, no, no. So
0: but that takes me to my next question, will be, you know, what should they not do or what should a leader stop doing? So we said, you know, don't focus too much of mistakes, but a mistake also is a learning mm. experiment and you get better, mm. right? Nobody is perfect mm. from day one. But is there mm. other elements where you could say, hey, don't, don't stop doing this or do less of this as a leader?
1: Mm. Mm. I think the classic for me is, Um, stop speaking as much and start listening more. We always learn more when we listen. So ask great questions and listen, you know, and that gives you insight into what people are doing and thinking and feeling, but also you might learn something, you know, maybe they've got a great recommendation or a, or a great solution that you wouldn't have thought of if you simply told them what to do. And so I think that's really important. But the other thing listening does is, it really, the feeling of being listened to is one of the most impactful things in terms of people's performance and productivity and their desire to do, you know, good work and make a contribution is that they feel listened to. So as leaders, stop talking as much, <laughs> start listening. That would be my, my big one.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that, that's the like, yeah, no, but I think it's important. It is so important to, and, and you, you could also say slow down a little bit and then you can scale or you can speed up um because mm. you actually sat down and listened um, and got mm. all the input and the feedback right um, yeah
1: absolutely and, and i think even that point that you've just made there center slow down to speed up yeah. the world is you know getting ever more faster um and we've seen such incredible change and um and and transitioning and that sort of thing over the last 18 months sometimes you do need to just stop take a breath Assess what's actually going on. Make sure you're in fact on the right tr- on the right track before you continue to kind of charge forward at a, a million miles an hour. So I think that just you know slow down to speed up is another yeah. really another really important thing to think yeah. about. Yeah,
0: and you could also mention say it's reflection time. Um, and if mm-hmm. I have to look at myself sometimes, um, if you go into a meeting or you go in and, and suddenly you're not you know you're on the spot, you you answer mm-hmm. in a certain way and then later. That day even if you're going doing something else outside the office the brain mm. doesn't stop right it just still thinks and it also reflection and I'm and there sometimes there that's where I get my good ideas Or so said oh I should have said that or going back and saying the next day hey let's look at yeah. for this angle or get a new perspective um, yeah so sometimes yeah. It, it can be too fast uh, but that's yeah, 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 the-
1: absolutely right <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so, so, being a leader is, it's also important to foster new leaders in your organization. And you also said before, right, you know, you need, you, you're, you're standing as an example as well. So, um, how do you, how do you look at your whole company or the organization you are in and saying, okay, you're coaching leaders, but you also, how do you coach them to become, to foster new leaders?
1: Mm. I kind of feel like it's a cascade. You know, firstly, you need to role model that behaviour, that you are coaching the people around you, that you're mentoring them, that, you know, that you're giving them opportunity um, so that they have the experience of, you know, having their leadership fostered. And then it becomes much more normal for for, in their time and space to then do exactly the same thing for the people around them. So I think the role modelling part, fostering leaders, is actually how you... Um, you open up other people to the idea of fostering leaders. But I also think it's about talking about it. You know, I think leaders do have a really clear responsibility to grow other leaders. I mean, who else is going to do it? So um, that means we've got to talk about it. We've got to recognise and have conversations about every leader has this responsibility to grow the people around them and their leadership. So we don't just assume, I guess is my point. I think there's a lot of assumption that, that leaders will will grow more leaders or that the leaders will just suddenly come out of somewhere. But I think we need to be more deliberate, you know, in helping leaders. There are so many, uh, when I wrote my first book, some of the research I did was about leadership training and the fact that it's so lacking. Um, And so, so many people find themselves in leadership roles with really no insight into how to do leadership. They just continue to do what they were good at before, whatever that might have been, and hope you know, and over time, yes, of course, they learn. But I think if we had been, you know, they'd had more training, they'd got more support, more guidance, then they would have felt more comfortable and competent much more quickly in their leadership role. Yeah, I would
0: totally agree. Yeah, right. As much support you can get and get there no, faster. I said slow down before. Yeah. But <laughs> that's still, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. But what about, we talked about building trust and the total transparency. Um, I've seen organizations having a great way to go out and build trust and transparency. And the trust is also from the company culture. But I also seen organizations that's mm-hmm. actually struggling. Um, mm. So how if a company is struggling, what where should they start, you know, building the trust and the and this uh, transparency?
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's been really challenging, I guess, in recent times. If we look at you know just the, that we don't see people perhaps as much face-to-face as we used to yeah. and those sorts of things, and that does impact, um, you know, trust. Yeah. So I think the, the first thing is to recognise that it does need some focus. Um, and the second thing is to become visible. You know, I find um, that I'll give you a great example. Um, I was working with a big health organisation last year. And um, at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, they sent everybody home because that was part of what needed to happen and they got people working from home. And then they, yeah. really, they realized quite quickly that they didn't actually have a way of communicating with these people. And so if they didn't do something about that, naturally, the connection would diminish and the trust would diminish and people would kind of do their own thing and, and they, nobody really would know what was going on. And so they were very deliberate. And what what they did is they set up this um, scenario where the CEO and at least one other person from the exec team would do a live um, Q&A session every single week on whatever people wanted to bring, any topic. It was completely yeah. open. And that was just a way of keeping the flow and visibility there. And so it was an online session. Um, but anyone could come from any part of the organization. And they have done that consistently every week for the last what, 20 months or so, yeah. which is just phenomenal. And it's not something they used to do when they were face to face. Yeah. So I think um, creating trust and transparency is actually about um, it is about communication, but it's also about. The level of I guess openness about the communication you know yeah. that, that's involved in it and it's about visibility you know if you want people to trust you and to trust that you will lead them then you need to visibly be leading them so how are you going to do that yeah no so I I, I really like that it's, it's that's
0: inspiring me to, to try different things when you're saying doing like a you know, have the questions. Um, what if you compare that to, because I've seen the companies as well that you have the surveys where you hmm. anonymous can say, you know, how do you feel today? Or, you know, uh, or you. So it, it's not the suggestion box but it's more mm. to get like the engagement in the company. Mm. So do you have any experience of doing the, the survey engagement and now comparing to the example you just gave, which I think is amazing because you get more mm. face-to-face and real person, even though you are in, in 2D. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so what, what any, any, any advantages of, of, maybe it's doing both. I don't know, now that I'm standing. Yeah, saying. look, I,
1: I think they both add value. I, I think yeah. the, the thing with engagement surveys and, and those sorts of things is the the letdown, I think, that happens with engagement surveys is that people um, contribute, but often what happens is when the survey is completed, they don't see any kind of consequence that the information gathered by the survey then turns into something, some kind of action or decisions. And they don't necessarily see the follow-through. And so then they think, oh, what was the point of doing the survey? And so I think if you're going to do an engagement survey, which yeah. is great, and you get really good information, you actually need to do something with it. And then you need to let people know what you did. You know, what were the decisions? What yeah. were the insights and what will now happen because of those insights? If if it just goes into the like the vacuum, yeah. and we never see it again. Yeah. There's just no value. In fact, you've let people down. You have probably diminished your trust yeah. because you asked them to do something and then you didn't follow up. Whereas if it's done well, it can be incredibly valuable and useful for both the leadership and the community of the organisation. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're going to do it, I'd just say do it really well. Yeah, do it the right, do it the right way. Yeah. Um, okay. So your experience as a coach, if, if you're starting with a
0: new leader. Maybe an experienced leader. What is some of the first action points you're, you're pointing out? Because that's mm. it's a journey, I'm sure, and it's, it not, like you, a it's not like you roll out a whole <laughs> recipe, right? And saying here you go.
1: <laughs> well, I think the first thing is I need to find out what's going on for them. So that's the first thing is just to again back to the listening. I like ask the questions, get the listening, yeah. find out what's working, what's not working, how they're feeling, all of those things, what they know, what they don't know. Um, but in my experience. And it doesn't really matter what level of leader I'm working with. What I find is it's often some of the really fundamental things that are in fact getting in the way, you know, causing interference, if you like, with their leadership. And so often what what we start off with is something, some really simple things like um, how do they decide what to focus on and what not to focus on? How do they get organised so that they kind of clear the clutter out of their space and that allows them to really then apply themselves with intention you know, so we get some really fundamental things in place that allow them the space then to be able to lead, and then and then we start to really focus on you know all yeah. of the things that are important in that in that space. And as I said, it doesn't matter what level of leader I kind of find that um, everyone has some of those same challenges, or you know, there's another level of um, of those foundations that if they went to that level it would just make things so much smoother so much easier and we want to take away all of those things that distract leaders and interfere with their greatness so that yeah. they can get on with great leadership yeah Oh, no,
0: it's uh, I, I actually I, i'm surprised not not really surprised but a little bit surprised you're saying it doesn't matter you know what level they're on that it's it's almost the same um i, I would have thought that was a different answer but
1: yeah um, uh, I think it's it comes back to when people became leaders yeah. for the first time that no one, again, gave them those basics. And so yeah. it's not to say that people haven't worked things out and they haven't um, and they haven't developed their own ways of doing things that work for them. And it's not to say that they're not high performing. It just could be easier. Yeah. So let's make it easier.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so looking back, what, what will you tell Stacey like? Twenty years ago, what kind of advice or coaching advice will you give yourself?
1: Mm. I think there's there's probably a couple of things. One is uh, probably trust your gut. <laughs> That's probably the first one. Yeah, but actually, I know myself better than anyone else does, and so, you know, um, that I I can make good decisions and I should follow through with them, um, and really trust in myself. That's the first one. Um, I think the the other thing that I would say is um, that combined with that, just jump in to what I'm doing. So I, I was hesitant to start my business originally to become a coach. I I was going to do it and then I took another corporate role for a while before I actually did it. So yeah. I think, you know, and and in hindsight, I wish I'd just gone the first time and done yeah. it because I know that I, I've been able to make it an incredible difference to so many people and their people and their organisations. And so I think everyone's got that, you know, that contribution to make whatever it is for them. And so, yeah, just, just do it. I think that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing I would say is, really surround yourself, and I wish I had done this as well, really maintain that support structure around you, you know, really invest in that that group of people who lift you up, who offer, you know, are a great sounding board, who will challenge you, who will support you and advocate for you, who will, you know, equally you would love to do the same things for them because, you know, you'd really believe in them. But surround yourself with those people that, you know, believe in you and what is possible and will be part of your journey. Because without them, it's pretty hard to operate as an island. You can't get as much done. You can't, um, you know, you just don't have that that support structure that allows you to keep going even on the hard days. Um, and, And I think that that's such an important element for all of us you know we're humans we like to work in groups or know that we're part of that group and and you know to belong and so yeah. I think you know it was a mistake that I made when I left corporate and I had young children and I sort of let my network filter away and it took me a really long time to actually build it back up again um and so that would definitely be something that I that I would say to myself <laughs> 20 years ago don't let that happen <laughs> Uh, yeah but you know more today and
0: sometimes it's also a journey right that even though maybe if somebody did tell that that to you you still have to experience some of these ups and downs um it is a journey Mm. of how how you learn so um, absolutely yeah no this is really exciting but so if somebody wants to to reach out to you what's the best way they can contact you
1: uh the two the two easiest ways are uh on my website which is stacyashley.com um or on linkedin where i'm Stacey ashley as well
0: <laughs> make it yeah make it easy so uh, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today and, and i think the the one that i i will take away from this is just the listening part that you said right listen speak less and start listening um i think that that will be the best advice from uh, from today's uh, podcast
1: right thank you so much for your time then i really enjoyed being here
0: If you enjoy this podcast, maybe you'd like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure also to check out our website, mindtheinnovation.com. And remember, stay curious and keep learning.